0: It's time for Tuesday Terror here on the Mutual
1: Audio Network.
0: The following audio drama is rated PG 13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. How's it coming, Doctor?
2: This is the last of them, Captain Boyd. Once it's locked down, we should have full access to the grid.
0: Well, hurry it up. Don't want to be out here any longer than we have to. Talk to me, O'Neil. Uh, just a tremor, Captain. Not even past a four on the Richter scale. Now, if that mountain decided to pop again while we're out here...
2: We'd all be dead in seconds, therefore there's really nothing to worry about.
0: <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Yeah, believe me, Dr. Cross, death would be preferable to the alternative.
2: It's online. We're good to go.
0: Right. Everybody, back in the truck. We're leaving. Captain Boyd!
3: Captain Boyd! What is it, Knox? Camera 3 just sent this report. There's a group of infected chasing two people in the city. What? Let me see that. That's not possible.
0: Portland was evacuated months ago. I know, sir. So how can they be chasing two uninfected people? I don't know, sir. (sighs) Uh, Just what we need. Another freaking delay. Fine. Let's check it out.
4: It's cold. Everything throughout the city is covered in a layer of grey snow and ice. looks more like my brother's Slate's realm than the city of Portland, Oregon. But I don't take much notice of this, because I'm running for my life. I often feel like I'm either running to or away from something. So it comes as no great surprise that I find myself running once more. With me is a young woman named Samantha Beale. Sam for short. Sam has joined my cause to try and keep an elder god named Leviathan from destroying all creation, which is the reason we find ourselves here. Sam and I are searching for the second stone of reality. Once all three stones are gathered together, they give whoever has them powers above all other gods. I already have the first stone. Now I am trying to keep Leviathan from getting the second one. The only thing is, I have no real idea where it's hidden. I know it's on this world somewhere. The exact location is still a mystery. However, for the moment we have other things to keep us occupied, such as the ever-growing horde of gargoyles pursuing us through the streets of Portland. I've encountered gargoyles in the past, but none such as this. Each one of them have red, glowing eyes. To be honest, I'm curious as to why. However, now is not the time to figure that out. If Sam and I don't find shelter soon, we're as good as dead. Gargoyles are some of the most furious of the supernatural creatures. They rip your body apart, eat your flesh, and then pick their teeth clean with your bones.
5: Can't you do something?
4: (laughs) What did you have in mind?
5: Maybe magic us out of the city or something?
4: Don't you think I would have done that already if I could? My powers are restricted out of our own reality. The second we arrived here, I became powerless.
5: So... In other words...
4: I'm as human as you are. I can be killed just as easily.
5: What are we going to do? They're all over the place.
4: Get off the streets as soon as we can. Come on, down this way. We'd been running along the waterfront. Large chunks of flowing ice filled the grey waters of the Willamette. We soon came upon a bridge and began to run along it. When we got halfway across, however...
5: Where's the rest of the bridge?
4: There was nothing in front of us, just empty space. At some point, the middle section of the steel bridge had collapsed and fallen into the Willamette River. There was no way for us to escape.
5: We have to get out of here!
4: It's too cold. We'd freeze to death before we made it.
5: So what do we do?
4: Get behind me, Sam. To be honest, I had no idea what I was going to do. I held Death's walking stick in my hands as though it were a sword. I was about to lash out against the approaching gargoyles, when a military truck pulled up behind them. The back dropped open and several armed soldiers leapt out. All units, open fire! Sam, get down! Sam and I fell to the snow-covered ground as a hail of laser fire cut the gargoyles to pieces. After a few seconds, they were all dead. Slowly, we got up and dusted the snow from our clothing.
5: I'll never speak bad about the military again. They're coming over, Byron.
4: Time to make introductions, then. Hello. My name's Byron, and my friend's name is... Uh, not interested. Trank them! Now, just wait a minute if if she's she's been harmed I'm I'm going to be very cross with you did
1: we uh, really need to stun them sir their eyes
0: were normal it doesn't mean they're not infected O'Neill. better safe than sorry good
3: point sir Captain Boyd Captain Boyd, just got word from base camp. Another storm moving this way. An ash cloud? Yes, sir.
0: Right. Load him up. We're out of here in five.
1: Hey, Knox. Take a look at this. What is it? That guy's a cane or walking stick. Look at the weird skull head on the top.
3: Leave it, O'Neill. That ash storm is almost on top of us. We don't have time for you to collect souvenirs. Point taken. Let's get
1: out of here. It's open.
2: You wanted to see me, Major Courtney?
1: Ah, Dr. Cross wanted to let you know that the monitoring satellite will be in position soon. We'll be able to proceed with the first stage of the operation.
2: Very good, sir. Our equipment is all online now. We're as ready as we'll ever be.
1: Good. Have our guests' medical results come back yet?
2: Yes. They've come back clean, uh, more or less.
1: What does that mean?
2: The man's blood has some uh, irregularities about it.
1: Define irregularities for me, would you, Doctor? Is he turning...
2: Well, he seems to carry antibodies that would suggest he'd been exposed to a strain of the Spanish flu.
1: And this is odd because?
2: This specific strain came from the year 1918 and has long since burned out. So if he had been exposed to that, it would mean...
1: He's a good deal older than he looks. I assume there is some error in your testing?
2: We're doing another one now, just to make sure. However, the important thing is that they are not carrying the infection. Good.
1: Good. When they wake up, find out what they were doing there.
2: Understood, sir.
4: (sighs) 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 I don't like sleeping. I never have good dreams. I see images of all that has fallen, horrors to come, and the deaths I've caused. However, given that I inhabit a human form, sadly I find it's a necessity at times. Then there are those occasions when it's forced upon me, such as being shot with an energy weapon. Sam! Sam is lying on a cot as I was. However, she is still unconscious.
3: She's alright. Should be waking up here in
4: a little bit. (sighs) What did they hit us with? A
3: ray gun on the stun setting.
4: A ray gun? That's what you call it, a ray gun. Shouldn't you call it something fancy, like a Mark Seven Forced Plasma Phased Energy Cannon, or something like that? Raygun sounds like something out of an old Flash Gordon picture.
3: We like to keep things easy, sir. A raygun
4: fits the bill. Well, I've never seen anything like them, so who am I to decide what they're called?
2: Alright, Corporal.
4: I'll take it from here.
2: Dr. Cross. So tell me, how do you feel?
4: With my hands, mostly. But sometimes I use my feet. Depends on my mood at the time. Why, what do you feel with?
2: Just my hands. I'm Dr. Rebecca Cross, and you are?
4: Byron. Uh, this is Samantha Beale, but she likes to be called Sam.
2: I see. Hmm. So what is your last name, Byron?
4: Just Byron.
2: Interesting. Do you write poetry at all?
4: Only on wet Sundays in October.
2: Mr. Byron, perhaps you could tell me what you were doing in Portland? The city was evacuated over two years ago.
4: Really? I must have missed the memo. Besides, we just love the decor and the neighbors are just so friendly. Mm.
5: Uh, I haven't had a headache this bad since I first had whiskey. Uh.
4: Take it slow, Sam. The effects will wear off soon.
5: Uh, What happened? Uh, Last thing I remember, we were on a bridge...
4: The soldiers shot us with energy weapons.
5: What? Like a stun gun?
4: We call them
2: ray guns, ma'am.
5: Ray guns. How quaint.
2: Hello, I'm Dr. Cross. Soldier boy over there is Thomas Knox. Ma'am?
5: Nice to meet both of you.
4: (laughs) Dr. Cross, would you mind answering some questions for me? Such as, where we are? You are at our base camp on Ross
2: Island. I have to say I'm rather surprised that the ash has had no effect upon the two of you. This whole region is saturated in it. It's a total dead zone. Yet here you are, completely unchanged. I'm sorry, what do you mean? You do know about the volcanic ash, I assume.
4: This is one of the reasons I do not enjoy crossing into parallel worlds. Major events have transpired that I know nothing about. However, for everyone else on this world, it's common knowledge, so they assume I know as well. It's often tricky getting them to explain everything without coming across as, well, strange. Well, my friend and I were looking for a wheel of cheese, and... No, that won't work. Uh, there, was, there was this duck. Uh, no. Um, evil tree bark. No way they'd fall for that. Oh, well, and for a penny, as I say. Um, we're from an alternate universe and know nothing of what is going on here. Could you uh, explain it to us, please? I don't understand.
5: Uh, What Byron means is we've been out of touch for a very long time. We really don't know what's going on. You were saying something about volcanic ash?
3: (laughs) The ash is what causes the infection. Thought everybody knew that. You must have noticed
5: it. We've seen a lot of things. However, as I said, we've been out of touch. The corporal's not exactly correct.
2: The ash is not an infection, but it does trigger mutations in people. Call it what you want, Doc. I just know it turns people into monsters. So the
3: gargoyles were originally human? Gargoyles? Never heard them called that before. We just call them the infected. But yeah... They were people once.
5: How does the ash change them? Ah,
2: the larger question. From what we can tell, there is an unusual compound within the volcanic ash itself.
4: What sort of compound?
2: This. Take a look at this computer monitor. You can see we've been able to isolate the compound itself. However, we still don't know just what it is. It's totally new. All we do know is that if you're exposed to enough of it, your genetic makeup begins to mutate.
4: So it affects the DNA? Uh,
2: Yes, but it's actually rewritten. (sighs) The infected are not human anymore. They're transformed into a completely different species. I suppose calling them gargoyles is as good as anything.
5: Sounds like a form of evolution. In a way, it is.
2: The first signs of change are when the eyes start glowing red and the skin turns grey and scales form. The claws come soon after. By the time they start looking more reptilian than human, they've lost most of their cognitive functions. They become more aggressive, you know, violent.
4: With ash content spread all over the world, I assume this has become a pandemic.
2: There are reported cases everywhere. Last count was that over 80% of the human race had either died or been turned.
4: That's almost 5 billion people.
2: Yes, and America has been decimated by this. We've had to abandon everything from Alaska to the Mississippi River.
3: The whole region is a wasteland. The infected are everywhere.
2: In an effort to keep control of the situation, the government had a huge containment wall built along the Mississippi River. Why? 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 To keep the infected regions of America cut off, of course. It was their hope we might be able to keep a semblance of control that way. So the wall stretches from Hudson's Bay all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. Did it work? No. The ash was already in the food and water chain. All we did was slow things down. However, it it probably won't be much longer before everything falls apart.
4: So why is your team here, this close to the volcano? I doubt it's just to make a study of the ash. You could have done that behind the wall. I'm afraid all mission is classified. I see. Well, do be kind enough to thank your commanding officer for your assistance. Sadly, Sam and I do need to move along, so if you could just show us to the nearest exit, we'll be on our way.
2: I'm afraid you can't go anywhere right now. There's a Class 1 ash storm going on outside, so even if you went out with containment suits, the gargoyles would be out in full force. They'd they'd rip you to shreds in
4: seconds. Guess we'll just have to wait for the storm to pass. However, maybe if Sam, do you have the walking stick?
5: What? Uh... No. I thought you had it.
4: It's not in my coat. I must have dropped it when they stunned me. Would
3: that be a long black number with a silver skull attached to the top of it? Yes.
4: Yes, you've seen it. On the bridge where we found you. I'm afraid we left it there, sir. It's very important. I need to get it back.
2: Well, for the moment, you can't go anywhere, not till the storm passes.
4: Dr. Cross,
1: we're ready to begin. Please report to the control room.
2: I'm on my way, sir. Hmm. I'm afraid you'll have to excuse me, duty calls.
1: All units, this is Major Courtney. Report to primary duty stations. Phase one of the operation begins in five minutes. I repeat, five minutes.
3: Well, that's me. If either of you need something, hit the send button on the intercom. Someone will be along shortly.
4: Thank you, Corporal, but I'm sure Sam and I will be fine.
5: So, what do you think?
4: My best guess? The stone has to be nearby. However, we need to get Death's walking stick back, or we're not going anywhere fast.
5: No, not that. I mean, with what's going on here. The ash and the infected. How do we stop it? We don't. Uh, uh, what?
4: I said, we don't.
5: But, Byron...
4: It's not what we're here for, Sam. We have to find the second reality stone. We have to find it now before Leviathan does. Nothing else matters.
5: But these people need help too.
4: Sam, it's too late to help them. What's happening here is an extinction event. You heard what they said. The ash is all over the world. It's in the food and water. With the world locked into an ice age, between that and the gargoyles in a few months, there won't be anything human left on this world.
5: But has to be something we can do to help them. Such as? I... I don't know. Help them cure the infected?
4: Ten. there are laws for beings like myself. Laws I have to follow. I don't have any choice. There's nothing I can do to help. The best thing we can do is to find the Reality Stone and move on.
5: You make it sound so simple. Everything is as good as dead, so let's get what we came for and get out while we can.
4: Believe me, I am not unsympathetic, but there's nothing we can do. I'm sorry, Sam.
5: Yeah. So am I.
1: Status report.
0: Everything's in the green, Major. Very good. Dr. Cross?
2: Satellite image is coming on... now. There she is, Major. Mount Hood. What a monster.
1: If this all works, that monster is about to go back to sleep once and for all. Everything's prepared, ma'am.
5: You've done very well, Major. Yes, very well indeed.
1: We're taking a big risk here, ma'am. This... this is going to work, right? As we'll stop the infection, we will save the world.
5: Have faith, Major. All will be as it should be. As it was meant to be. You may proceed.
1: Yes, ma'am. All units, this is Major Courtney. Project Leviathan begins now.
0: You've been listening to the Byron Chronicles, Season 3, Episode 6, The Infected. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Natalie Van Sistine as Sam Beal, Darren Marlar as Captain Boyd, H. Keith Lyons as Corporal O'Neill, Ben Harmer as Corporal Knox, Carl Pooter as Major Courtney, Audio Elaine as Dr. Cross, and Laura Post as Leviathan. This episode was written and produced by Eric Busby. Sound design by Eric Busby. Music performed by Midnight Syndicate. This is Darren Marlar. You've been listening to a Darker Projects production.
1: This has been a Darker Projects production. Visit us on the web at www.darkerprojects.com.
6: There are a number of everyday precautions that we can all take that may help to slow down the spread of the coronavirus. The first is to make sure to clean your hands often. Now, washing your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds is the best, but if you don't have that... Try to use a hand sanitizer that has at least 60% alcohol. And to the extent possible, avoid touching high-touch surfaces in public places. These are things like elevator buttons, door handles, handrails, or, of course, handshaking with people. Wash your hands after touching surfaces in public places. Avoid touching your face, your nose, and your eyes. And clean and disinfect your home to remove germs. Practicing routine cleaning of frequently touched surfaces like tables, doorknobs, lights with candles will make a difference. Avoid crowds, especially in poorly ventilated spaces. All these small things that we can do may help to slow down the spread of the coronavirus. For more information, go to cdc.gov and be well, everyone.